Hey guys, this is Self Insert. I'm Courtney. And I'm Sneha. Welcome to our very first episode. This is a podcast where we read some interesting fan fiction. Did you ever wish you could cuddle with Secretary of State Thomas Jefferson? Did you ever wish you could seduce Lin-Manuel Miranda right before he made the hit show, Hamilton? Well, now you can. Today, we're going to be talking about Hamilton. I listened to it. I dabbled in it. Oh, you just fixing Lin? Okay. Oh, for our listeners, um... Courtney and I have some props up in the background that you can, if you go to our YouTube, you can see. We have a very deep and rich history with history. Oh! With Hamilton. Before we start, we want to make it clear that we mean no disrespect to the writers or readers of these works. We just want to talk about the content. I am taking the first one of the night, and, um... I was tasked with finding a Hamilton RPF, and RPF means real person fiction. Is that what it means, actually? I think it means real person fan fiction. And oh, right, because it's fan. It's called Meeting in Mexico. The description of this, it's, this story is called Helpless, Lin-Manuel Miranda, ex-reader. The description is, and Sine hasn't seen this, you meet Lin in Mexico while he was on a trip there. You would... You immediately click, and you quickly develop a crush. But with his girlfriend, Vanessa, you hold back on telling him how you feel. Chapter 1, Meeting in Mexico. Lynn wandered the busy streets of Mexico, content just exploring and looking around. Suddenly, he hears singing. Following the voice, it leads him to a theater. He steps inside, and the woman's voice grows louder. The $10 founding father. (laughs) She's singing Hamilton. Looking around, he sneaks into the show where a musical is happening on stage. Lynn stares at you, who is singing in a gentle but powerful voice. He was entranced by not only your voice, but you. Wow. After the play ended, Lynn scanned the crowd. After a few minutes, he saw you walking out into the crowd, shoving things into a brown tote bag that had a flap. Oh, that detail was important. If my bag doesn't like, have a flap, yeah. assume I got kidnapped or something. Assume my body got taken over by some alien. If my you bag doesn't have a flap. Have, it's like a I'm newsies not... bag. <laughs> Maybe she's a newsies. He walks into a musical and he's like, huh, what's this fun musical? And she's singing like, Oi, the newspapers, love. Yeah. Wait, here's, here's the newspapers. <laughs> Santa Fe. He opened the program and saw your name next to the character you had played. Lynn cautiously walks over. Excuse me, Sneha? <laughs> Last name. <laughs> You turn around and time stops. This man was possibly the most handsome person you had ever seen. What's up? Him? Him? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what is it about him? You turn around and time stops. This man was possibly the most handsome person you had ever seen. Beautiful, shining brown eyes, short, dark brown hair, a perfect <laughs> goatee. <laughs> A perfect goatee. <laughs> Two words that have never of... been never been said before in that order. If a goatee is perfect, is it still is it good or is it still bad? You know what the perfect goatee is? None. Mm. Oh, you're right. But not only does he have that, he also has the kindest and most adorable smile ever. Your heartbeat speeds up and you smile shyly. As everything and everyone stands still. Oh, guys, she's doing her impression. <laughs> I am not standing in my I am not. <laughs> I'm Lin Manuel Miranda, he says. And the time freeze 
breaks, you're almost disappointed at the fact. You shake his outreached hand and you feel tingles shoot up from your palm. Nice to meet you. You did a really good job. Thanks. You pause. Lin-Manuel Miranda, that was a familiar name. Wait, oh my gosh, you wrote In the Heights. You wrote Usnavi, wow. Lin laughed kindly. <laughs> That's me. I love that show. Thank you. He smiled, not being able to help it around his infectious positive attitude. His what? His infectious positive attitude. He said, right, thank you, and I went, oh, wow. Let's start a list of Lin-Manuel Miranda attributes, shall we? Perfect goatee. Hottest Adorable man you've smile. ever seen. Adorable Short brown smile. hair. <laughs> Short brown hair. Infectious positive attitude. So, how come you're in Mexico? Don't you live in New York? Silly, I... you can't, you can't live somewhere <laughs> and then be somewhere else. What do you think this is? I do. I'm here on a vacation. You notice an Alexander Hamilton biography sticking out of his bag. And that's when I would leave. Oh, cool. You're reading about Hamilton, you ask. Lynn looks down, then back Not at you. Not to be like... It's up. I'm just saying, why do you care? Because you live in Mexico. And if I'm honest, I didn't know about Hamilton very until clearly. Hamil until yeah. Hamilton. Like, there was some Wait. guy who made up money. But like, why does she care? Why does she even know? Maybe she's like a history. Maybe we'll find out her character's like a history book. Yeah, I guess. So. Lynn looks down, then back at you. I found this book in a shop and thought, <laughs> might as well try it. He paused. This may sound crazy, but I'm thinking about writing a musical about him. You shake your head. No, that sounds really cool. He's way underappreciated. <laughs> yeah, why do you care? Even <laughs> Obama didn't care. Oh yeah, Obama laughed in the face of Lynn, the president. Lynn was trying, who was trying his hardest in front of the president, and the president went, that's stupid, we don't the care president. about Hamilton. Obama, she cares more about American history as a, as a Mexican citizen than the, the former president of the United of the States United of America. States Barack Obama. He went, look at this money, doesn't matter to me. It's Whoever made it. I'm going to go bomb some civilians. I'm going to drop yeah. a little nuke on them. Just a little one. And then later tonight, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Michelle over and we're going to watch Hamilton. That was in the future. Oh. <laughs> Lynn smiled. I know. He hesitated and a nervous smile grew on his handsome face. Oh. Would you like to come to my hotel pool and hang out? I could uh, use some insight on Hamilton. Let's stop in there. Let's Calm down, Weinstein. Let's. So he said, a stranger, he said this to. A strange man. Um, he clarifies, when you don't reply, he says hurriedly, sorry, that was out of line. I mean, we just met like a minute ago and, no, it's okay, you say, cutting him, a lot, cutting him off. For some reason, you felt like you could trust him. That sounds nice. You was it smile. his goatee? And he leads you out. You saw the goatee and you went, okay, that's a smile I can trust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turns out. You had a lot more in common than just Hamilton. You both love theater, music, and are very good freestyle rappers. Okay, so he was a little better than you, but he's Lin-Manuel Miranda. What did you expect? I don't got a dollar to my name. <laughs> as long as I'm alive, alive, I swear to God, you'll never be all so. 
can't do it. Alas. As you both sat on the edge of the pool, after you bought a swimsuit from the shop on the way, you asked- Oh, thank God. I was wondering. Is there room in my bag with the flaps? So did you come on this trip with family or- No, I came here with my girlfriend, Vanessa. You feel a pain yep. in your heart and curse yourself. You just <laughs> met him. Like, <laughs> you curse yourself. You go, you go Crucio. This podcast does not support J.K. Rowling. You just met him like a half hour ago. I you know. Possibly, like, oh. You couldn't possibly like him already. I mean, it's Lin Manuel Miranda. Let's let's short brown hair. Short goatee. Perfect goatee. Perfect goatee. <laughs> Copy of Ron Chernow's Hamilton. Infectious positive attitude. How can you not be in love with him? Oh, okay. You say a little too cheerily. Wait, up. I'm sorry. You just met him like a half hour ago with a line. I thought you were just making a comment. No, that was in the, I'll read that part again for everyone who thought that was my commentary. You feel a pang in your heart and curse yourself. You just met him like a half hour ago. You couldn't possibly like him already. Oh, okay. You say a little too cheerily. Trying to match his infectious positive attitude for sure. You stand up and he follows your lead. Okay, so on the count of three, we should jump in, you say. And he nods. One, you both look at the beautiful blue water. Two, you two bend your legs. Blint knees. Three, you yell and jump in. When you emerge from the water, you glare at Lynn, who hadn't moved an inch. Really? You ask, annoyed. He smiles cockily. An old trick, but a goodie. You shake your head and begin to climb out of the water. This Lynn is like his- 40. <laughs> All right, imagine this. 40-year-old man grabs your hand. He's got a goatee. You're amazing. One, two, three, jump. He's 40 with two children. You stare at him, and he's like, ha-ha, got you. What's he going to do next? Ask her to spell Icog? (laughs) 40-year-old man, what's he going to do now? You shake your head and begin to climb out of the water. Lynn offers his hand to you, and you hesitantly take it, knowing the stupid tingles you would feel from his touch. When he grips your hand... You grip his harder and pull him into the water. You laugh as he comes up from the water with an irritated smile. You keep laughing, and finally, his annoyed expression melts, and he grins. Okay, I deserve that, he says. He's trying, he's sounding more and more like that Sesame Street puppet that lives in the garbage can. Oscar! Yeah. The grouch. But this I is how Lynn he got. If he just steals Oscar away from his home... If he takes that puppet. Who's to say he doesn't have an Oscar? He can fuck his Oscar. I mean, that's an Oscar you can have sex with. I mean, that's better than the original. Yeah, because you can't, well, you can put it up places, but you can't go inside. How old is Oscar? The Grouch. Oh, 43 years old. We're fine. They're the same age. We spent the afternoon talking, laughing, ha ha ha, and just getting to know each other. It felt like you were old friends and just hadn't seen each other in a while. You love talking to him. He was so happy, so likable, so understanding, and really listened. So now we have like 12 things about So him many you know. things about him. You two clicked, and you felt like you had never met someone that understood you like he did. You didn't really believe in soulmates, but if you did, you thought Lynn was yours. But then you thought of Vanessa. Lynn must love her. She must love him. He probably won't love anyone else. Oh, no, it says he probably won't ever love anyone else. Wow. But that was um, okay. 
so that's some crazy shit right there. like that's some like freak level kind of thinking yeah. <laughs> that was okay you didn't like him or anything and are you sh- three sentences ago she said she thought i like him was a lot. Her soulmate she thought he was her soulmate and you were okay with just being friends with him that was fine that was just fine Lynn carefully laid down in the hammock with his book and started reading. This is While the he has guests. <laughs> he has a guest over and he just stops okay. talking and then he grabs his book and lays back in the hammock. You know how there's like prayer alarms? Lynn has that. Yeah. For, uh, for reading chapters of Ron Chernow's Hamilton. A wee bit upset. Okay, so we have a new character to trait in the YN. She's like, She's Irish? A wee bit obsessed, are you? <laughs> Don't ever do wee, that again. A wee bit obsessed, are you? He teased. He smells down at, he smells at you and then looks back down at the book. It's good. It's good. And it helps you inspire me to write the musical. It wasn't good. I read 27 pages of it. I haven't touched it in three years. I don't even think I opened mine. I think I just have it for the clout. <laughs> I was so excited when it came in the mail. I was like, I'm going to get inspired to write Hamilton. <laughs> you smile, then take out your phone and take a picture. Author's note, hence the picture at the top. Again, the picture is Lynn in a hammock, hammock, reading Ron Chernow's Alexander Hamilton, shirtless, shoeless, pants so on. His yellow feet are, like, so <laughs> in view. Here's the thing. I didn't notice his feet because I wasn't looking for it. Lynn looks at you curiously. <laughs> Did you just take a picture of me reading? You nod. My friend. <laughs> you nod. My friend is a huge fan of yours. Can you? I asked you not to do the Irish accent again. <laughs> okay. You nod. My friend is a huge fan of yours. She'll be so jealous I met you. Oh, so I have a fan? Says the Tony winning writer star of In the Heights. You look at him like he's stupid. <laughs> You're Lin-Manuel Miranda. You have a million fans. And by the way, I'm saying it like that because that's how it's written. There's so many italics in here. You lean against the pole that the hammock is tied to. And once you write Hamilton, you'll have a billion. There's not even a billion people on this planet. You're right. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, she's right. I was like, I thought there's seven billion, but I realized. Other one, Lynn Chuckle. <laughs> wait, 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 pause. <laughs> Do you actually not think there's a billion people on this planet? Wait, is it seven billion? She brings out the stupid in me. I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Because before that happened, I would have been so sure that there's seven billion people in the world. I would have been so You're sure. You're blaming me for the fact yes. that you thought there were seven. What's the population of America? No. I'm not <laughs> answering this shit. You How live here. Because I live here. Know. I don't count everyone every day like YouTube. <laughs> just give me, give me an approximation for how well, many people. Like, let's just go like, so there's seven billion in the world. I'm just gonna go middle of five hundred million. Where's there? Yeah, three hundred about. Okay. Yeah. Where's all the other people coming from? Fucking <laughs> read. Lynn chuckled. <laughs> That's nice of you, but no buts. That play is going to be amazing. Soon, the world's going to know your name. No, 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 no. This revisionist history of Lynn doing revisionist history. She's retconning Hamilton. 
he paused from his reading and looked up the world's gonna tell your name that's a good line can i use that in a song more like a whole motif go ahead <laughs> the wheels in your brain begin turning and they click into place with a simple but perfect plan um can i see the biography real quick i want to check on something sure lynn says and leans forward and hands you the book after marking his page he puts his hand behind his head and closes his eyes. He's relaxing now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I got a little, I got a little girl to do all my work. He's for like, me. I'm done. She's gonna write the whole thing. Quietly setting down the book, you grab the rope that keeps the hammock up and then push it hard to the left, causing it to flip over. You prankster! Ah! Lid yells before falling into the water with a splash. When his head pops up from the water, he shakes his head but still smiles. Very, very slick, Sneha. <laughs> Feels too personal. Feels too personal. I know. I'm like a ninja, you reply, and then strike a ninja pose. <laughs> We're going to get this bitch for cultural appropriation. He laughs. Ha, ha, ha. How, how can you be evil, but then funny at the same time? I'm just gifted. Without thinking, you offer your hand to help him back onto the concrete. After all, you did just make him fall into the water with his sunglasses on. Ooh. Oh, how will he live? Ooh. He can't just simply wipe him off with a towel. But then what will he use to cover his dick? <laughs> You're saying he uses sunglasses to cover his dick? A small pair of sunglasses. The towel. He's <laughs> a damn idiot. Just how is it going to be unusable? After you, you like if you wipe off a little droplet of water, you don't just throw away the towel. He can use it to cover up his little pee pee. I mean, what does he have to say about it? We'll see. He grabs your hand and you silently curse yourself again. Suddenly, he pulls you towards him and you trip and no. fall into the pool. Oh, he did it! Water rushes up your nose <laughs> as you say. So this is actually the end of the story. He drowns her. He drowns he her, and that's the end of helpless. So here's where I'm at. Lynn is either trying to kill her or give her a concussion so she doesn't remember creating the main motif of Hamilton. So you're saying he got the permission, but also he thought it was so good. It was so good that he had to murder her. I mean, you know Hamilton. You know what? You're right. Yeah, right? It it's, was that good. It was that good. Water rushes up your nose as you sink deeper and deeper until you finally realize what happened and push yourself back up towards the surface. Still lag in her mind. She's like, oh, stupid YN. <laughs> I gotta go, I go up. I gotta <laughs> swim instead of sink. <laughs> when you see Lynn, instead of laughing or looking smug, he looked worried. Oh, thank goodness, he says. You were under there for a while. I thought that you might have passed out. It takes a lot more than a prank to knock me out, you joke. And his anxiousness went away, now replaced by a typical Lynn grin. Oh! As the sun was setting into a sky of pink, purple, and orange, you and, Lynn sat, you and Lynn sat side by side. You dip your toes into the sky blue water and watch as the ripples float out. I thought the sky was pink, purple, and orange. Well, not right now. The water is a sky blue, and the sky is a sky pink, purple, and orange. I really needed this, you sigh. <sighs> you turn to Lynn. Thank you. He, he smiles kindly. <laughs> me, too. <laughs> me too. And you're welcome. He turns away from you, still smiling. I'm glad I went to the theater. Didn't pay for you, a ticket. He just walked in. You will yourself not to blush. So am I. 
He looks back at you and beams, joy shining in his chocolate eyes, not wanting anything to happen. <laughs> you see? I'm done. I'm done things happening. I'm finished with things <laughs> occurring. Too. God, I'm telling you, yeah. she predicted 2020. I'm not wanting anything to happen. You stand up. Okay. I have an idea for the first song for Hamilton. One second. You walk over to the chair where your stuff is on and dig through your bag, looking for your notebook. Lynn! Your back straightens as you hear another woman's voice. You turn around and see a pretty Latina hugging Lynn. I missed you. Have you just been at the pool this whole time? She asked, setting down her shopping bags. And that was your cue to leave. You quickly put on your shorts and shirt. Slip on your flip-flops and shove so all of your stuff back into your bag. With the flap? For yeah, how she else would it puts it all in there. And she puts the flap over. Hey, it's me, Newsy. Stealing one last glance at Lynn, you fling your bag over your shoulder and quickly leave, feeling his eyes on you as the gate swung closed. And I guess we'll that never was... know what happened. We'll never know unless you guys go read it. Again, the title of that was Helpless, Lin-Manuel Miranda, ex-reader by the real Eliza Hamilton. <gasps> Eliza wrote this? Yeah. I kind of hate that she didn't even say hi to Vanessa. Like, and I'd be standing there with my flapless bag, and then I would and have a like, fight. Oh, I would have a fight like, with Lynn. I would be like, is it because of her flaps? You like her and because then he would, has flaps? And he would leave. Because all her books all her books don't go flying out of bag as you walk around. Is that why? Because every time I run, my, my little books come flying out of my bag because I don't have flaps. So Courtney serenaded you with the sweet sounds of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, I am going to be telling you guys a fun little story about a certain man, um, Thomas Jefferson. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's the yeah. the 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 Secretary of State, right? Back then. We really can't thank you enough for listening to this first episode. We hope you are relaxed, you have a snack, and that you are at home. Much less. Or in the car. You bitch. I was gonna <laughs> guys, I was so gonna segue <laughs> into the title of this. I knew um, you were going to, but I had to say, okay, go ahead, do it again. No, I'm not going to do it again. We're reading a fan fiction called Thomas Jefferson's Coming Home, a Thomas Jefferson ex-reader. And I will read the description. Y.N. Washington, the only child of America's first president, George Washington. That's the whole sentence. At 18 years old, you are the most desirable woman in America right now, but you're not interested in marriage. Well, that is until a certain secretary of state returns from France. Chapter one, Thomas Jefferson, welcome home. I woke up to someone calling my name. Miss Washington, get dressed. Your father is waiting to have breakfast with you, a voice called. I looked up to see one of our servants, Alice. Isn't that a nice way of putting it? Thank you, Alice, I said slowly getting out of bed. I opened my closet. Today was a special day. My father was allowing me to attend the first ever cabinet meeting. I was so excited. I quickly mm, yeah. threw my hair in a messy bun and ran downstairs to see my father at the table. Messy bun, messy bun um, alert. <laughs> We're not immune from messy buns, even in 1770, whatever. And what I think is incredible about this is that someone was able to decipher the old Eng English scroll that it was written mm -hmm. on. They were able oh, yeah, to put one? it in Wattpad, yeah. 
good for them because you know i've always wanted to know the lost tale of miss washington i found this you won't even be- i found this on the library of congress website yeah right like library of congress website they said resources under subheading george washington under subheading secrets don't open please it was this wattpad link a servant pulled out a chair for me like we didn't need to (laughs) i chimed good morning how is my little angel he asked me i'm good dad are you excited for later today he asked i nodded i can't remember the last time you saw thomas jefferson he said I believe when I was very young, I stated, my dad smiled. You didn't need to write that in either. So now it just makes it weird. And Thomas was like, one day. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, you better hurry up. We have to be there in an hour to prepare for the cabinet meeting tonight. And it might be a good idea to bring a book, my dad said before getting up. So is she not going to watch the cabinet meeting? And George Washington says, the cabinet meeting's a bore. It's a snore fest. You got to bring a book. <laughs> I do. I quickly got up, put on a bit of blush, and grabbed my copy of Romeo and Juliet, which is my favorite book. Courtney, let's go, my dad yelled from downstairs. Coming, I yelled back. I threw on some blue pumps, and I was out the door. Yeah, that doesn't feel good. Now that it's happening to Neil, that doesn't feel good. Yeah. right putting your name in there makes you feel bad by the time we got downtown alexander hamilton was not so patiently waiting for us my dad got out of the carriage and then helped me out george where the hell have you been i've been waiting for 10 minutes alexander yelled me talking to the president wait so you're telling me alexander hamilton was like hi dad it was like every time george washington was in the room was like dad Please listen to me. Tom's being mad, mean, and I think I'm the best. I don't and know where I st- I don't know where I stand on this woobification. Alexander, mm-hmm. you were early. I'm on time. My dad hissed. Alexander looked at his watch. Oh, I'm sorry. My watch must be behind. He said. Wow. Were there pocket watches then? Right. Yeah, they know. held up on a chain. I don't think they had wrist watches that they like put on like a Rolex. Yeah, and is I don't that Miss Courtney Washington? I swear I only saw you two weeks ago and you've grown so much, Alexander said as he kissed my hand. I chuckled. Yes, it is. It's so good to see you again, Mr. Hamilton, I said with a smile. Please, Courtney, I've known you since you were five. Call me Alexander. Out stepped a man I had seen when I was younger. He had black puffy hair. Did he? That was Thomas Jefferson. Now I know. Our Tom, I know. Like for the listeners at home, I understand this is Debbie Diggs. But it says Thomas Jefferson. So that's what we're really hung up on. <laughs> yeah. Cause my thing is you could have just written a self-insert with the cast. Mr. Jefferson, welcome home. My dad said, shaking his hand. Then Alexander had to introduce himself. Mr. Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton. It's so hard not to sing this. Wait, so you're telling me Burr is just not here? So instead of Burr being here, when he comes home, it's just... It's me! It's me! Mr. Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton. He said, shaking his hand to meet him. It's good to meet you, Mr. Hamilton, Jefferson said. Then he turned to me. And my, my, my. This wouldn't happen to me. This wouldn't happen to be... 
Courtney Washington, would it, George? Last time I saw her, she was so tiny, he said. He kissed my hand as well. Yes, Thomas, this is my daughter, Courtney, my dad stated. I held out my hand for him to shake. So wait, he kissed her hand and then she's going to shake it. Yeah, he went. Pride and Prejudice is shaking. It's a pleasure to see you again, Mr. Jefferson, I said. And a pleasure to see you, Miss Washington, he said. So now here's where I get even more interested in this. The author's note mentions that the author's going to write more due to being in quarantine, which means this is more recent than any of us would like to think it is. All right, a cabinet meeting. The cabinet meeting started in an hour. I was sitting in my dad's office while he was talking to Hamilton about something. I was reading Romeo and Juliet. Hey, George, can I talk to you about something? A voice asked. I looked up from my book to see Thomas Jefferson in the doorway. Oh, sorry, Miss Washington. I thought your dad was in here, he said. Is he blind? I saw your dad. I could have swore I saw your dad in here. But I guess there's no one else. Is she still in the messy bun? That's my question. Is she still in the messy bun? I think she's going to be in a messy bun the entire story. No, he's talking to Hamilton about something. He's been gone for almost an hour, though, I said. I stuck my nose back in my book. Thomas sat down next to me. You know, the universal sign of not wanting to be disturbed. What are you reading? He asked. Romeo and Juliet, I responded, my eyes not leaving the page. Thomas laughed. (laughs) You're sucked into that (laughs) book, aren't you, Miss Washington? He said chuckling to himself yeah it's my favorite book i said before i could even think the book was snatched out of my hand hey i yelled thomas held the book above his head so i couldn't get it give it back thomas laughed at my request i would like to remind (laughs) the viewers one last time this is about thomas jefferson so you're telling me thomas jefferson the third president of the united states of america thomas jefferson you're telling me he went up to a random girl, very much younger girl. than him, 18-year-old girl, took okay, the book Okay, wait, to be hand. fair, like, Thomas Jefferson was never one to care about age or consent. That's but very true. Let's, well, but in this universe... In this, in this specific situation, he sees a girl holding a book, reading it, actually reading the book, takes it, and then, like, a high school bully from Back to the He's Future... Ha ha ha, McFly, you can't read this anymore. <laughs> Um, to catch I'm too tall. I'm a bully. I'm Biff. This podcast does not support Thomas Jefferson. Or Biff. Yeah. Do you support Biff? I don't support Biff. I do enjoy seeing Biff. <laughs> well, I enjoy. We can all enjoy seeing Biff, but I don't. I don't agree with his actions. Well, yeah, but I don't like enjoy seeing Thomas Jefferson. You know. That's very true. Thomas laughed. Before I have serious discussions or debates with people, I like to take walks. Would you like to join me, Miss Washington? He asked. Sure, Mr. Jefferson, I said. He put the book down on my dad's desk before leading me outside. I know it's not going to happen, but imagine, like, George comes back and he thinks his daughter's been kidnapped or some shit. He's like, she would never go anywhere without this book. Without her copy of Romeo and Juliet? She brings it with her everywhere. She's a quirky nerd girl who puts her hair up in a bun. Wait, why are these pages sticky? The air was crisp and the sun was beginning to set. We began to walk around the park next to the cabinet building. 
So, Miss Washington, you are of that age. Have you been courted yet? No, my father has practically been begging me to get married, but I am not about to marry someone for fame or money. Well, yeah, you're fucking, you're George Washington's daughter. Yeah, you have fame and you have money. You know when you were little and you were reading Hunger Games and so you started like braiding your hair to the side? That's what she's doing right now. Yeah, kidding. Thing, but with, she's kidding Romeo, she's kidding Juliet in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, if I get married, I am going to marry for love, I said. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. I just wanted to ask because you are so beautiful. He purred. Thomas Jefferson oh, yeah. Catboy. I felt you goosebumps. You Catboy. <laughs> I felt goosebumps crawl down my body. Did he really? Oh, there's no question mark. Did he really just say that? My heartbeat grew faster. Did he like me? No question mark. Courtney, None at a all. voice bellowed. I turned around. It was Hamilton. I've never been happier to see Hamilton. I ran over to him. Okay, I'm just going to tell you what happens. He, a button is loose and he wants her to sew it back in. Okay. Your clothes are so cheap, the buttons won't even stay on, Jefferson laughed. Alexander started fuming. At least I don't look like a walking bedspread, Hamilton yelled. Thomas started to stand up straight, clenching his hand into a fist. Well, at least I'm not a whore's son, he said. Oh, this canonically, again, uh, our source is the Library of Congress themselves. Hamilton started running towards Jefferson while yelling, how dare you talk about my mother that way? Before a fight could break out, I stood in between the two men. Courtney, get out of the way. I don't want to hurt you, Hamilton said. Hey, Alex, let's go back to your office and maybe I can teach you how to sew on a button. That sounds lovely, Courtney. The mood shift. He grabbed my arm and dragged me to his office. Oh, our time skip. She teaches him how to sew on a button. (laughs) And then, Hamilton, Courtney, it's time for the cabinet meeting. We quickly got up. Jefferson was already in his place and was talking to James Madison about something. I felt my cheeks burn up when I was, when I saw Thomas again. Did I like him? No, I can't. He's 28 years older than me. Then again, some people marry people 40 years older than them. No, I can't think about him like that. I sat in the chair as my dad began the meeting. Now, I will spare you guys of what is literally the lyrics to Cabinet Battle Number 1 from Hamilton. Oh my god, it's literally just the whole song. Mr. Jefferson, have you seen my father? I asked. He quickly turned around. He looked flustered as if he was looking at something he wasn't supposed to. Ah, uh, Miss Washington, I think he's still talking to Hamilton, he said, approaching me. And I wanted to apologize for what I said earlier in the park and if it made you uncomfortable. No, <laughs> I said, before I could even think, I felt something on my lips. It was Thomas Jefferson's lips. <laughs> and that's chapter two. On these lips? <laughs> I'm I'm tearing up. That was a lot. Wow. I mean, and that's all we have for you today. I feel energized, but also exhausted. Oh, I feel like I feel like someone has pumped me full of adrenaline from reading this, but also my bones are tired. I feel like I don't have bones anymore. Who would you prefer lips to be on your lips, Lynn or Thomas Jefferson? Lynn Manuel Miranda or Thomas Jefferson, founding father. 
<laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda, founding father of the rap musical. <laughs> We're gonna end it. Fine, Lynn, Who's your answer? Shouldn't have done this. Come on. Yeah, it's Lynn because he's not—he's not a corpse. <laughs> Although, if you kissed a corpse, you wouldn't have to kiss Lynn. That's true as well. But I heard he's very good with lip biting. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you again next time we read some fan fiction. Please reach out to us on our Twitter page at Self Insert Cast um, with any suggestions, comments, literally anything. We love to hear from you. Um, a bunch of our friends are probably listening to this episode. So hi, Thank guys. You. Thank you for being real ones. And we hope you keep listening. We really, really appreciate it. And if you liked us, we'd really appreciate it if you shared this podcast with anyone you know. Friends, family. Anyone. Your grandma. Literally anyone. If you know Lin-Manuel Miranda and you can get this to him, that would mean we a know, lot. We know some of you have contacts. And if you have those contacts, please get this in This front is of for the people Miranda's that know eyes. Rachel Zegler. Because I think we know who you are. <laughs> we know who you are. But seriously, thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.